The Midweek Horror Podcast is supported by Horrified, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction, and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at horrifiedmag. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Alice Reed. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Horror Podcast. I'm Hannah Fox. And I'm Alice Reed. Should we tell them <laughs> our news about the format change? Oh yeah, which we've literally just decided on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not we're gonna retire the spoiler free verdict. Sorry guys, sorry for you, spoiler free lovers, but we were, we were just talking about it, weren't we? And we kind of, we don't look forward to it. We're always like trying to, <laughs> we're always trying to get to the next bit because we always just want to talk about the film that we've just seen. Yeah. And I've said before, I don't think anyone would listen to a podcast about a film if they were trying to avoid spoilers. No. I don't think anyone listens to the first bit to get our verdict and then turns it off. Yeah. And then listens again when they watch the film. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. So I think what we're yeah. probably going to do for a normal podcast, we'll still watch the trailer together because I think that's quite fun. Yeah, definitely. But then when the film review begins, we will have spoilers. Yeah, so be wary. Yeah, and tonight we're not even watching the trailer no, together, are we? Really slack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be talking about a film that we actually saw in the cinema. Mm. We're talking about our cinema trip to see The Conjuring 3. Yeah, which uh, is... The Devil Maybe Do It. Which is a lot of fun. Yeah. So, The Conjuring mm. 3. Are you uh, are you a big fan of The Conjuring franchise? I am, actually. Yeah, I like The Conjuring. I, I think I kind of like that sort of idea of, you know, a bit of a haunted house. People yeah, go yeah, to yeah. investigate Classic. it. What's happened? Is there, you know, a story behind it? Um, I've also <coughs> always liked um, Annabelle doll. Um, I always find that quite interesting, quite like the idea of a, a haunted doll. Have you um, seen the real Annabelle, though? Yeah, nothing like the one in the film. No, it's like much a Raggedy more... Ann doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like a, the, the the real life Annabelle, the doll that was reported to be haunted. It's not like a creepy doll at all. No. It's like quite a cute doll. <laughs> yeah, it, the the one obviously in the films is the china-faced... Yeah, uh, dead-eyed stare. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, when I saw the real one, I was like, oh, I can see why they changed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I am. How about you? They're the kind of films I enjoy, but something I do have mixed feelings about. So in the Conjuring franchise, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren are presented as literally the most wonderful humans in the world. Mm. Not just how heroic and brave they are, but just how deeply in love they are, even after having been married for a long time. But the reason it annoys me is because, of course, Ed and Lorraine were... Warren were real people. Mm. And they weren't brave at all, because they were just making stuff up. <laughs> there aren't actually uh, any demons or ghosts. They weren't really psychic. I mean, I'm not saying they were bad people. No. Like, maybe they were just show people. But um, were they making it up? I mean, we don't really know. So I think they were, because I don't believe in ghosts. See, I totally believe in ghosts, so... Oh, okay. I, uh, have we just had this conversation? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally do. I totally believe oh, in ghosts. Oh, hello, bit of politics. <laughs> yeah, um, I... And I don't, I don't like to say this, but I think quite a few people in that game are charlatans. Yeah, and yeah. Saying that, I do think that some people, well, for a start, um, I think some people have a bit of an ability to connect with things beyond our understanding. And I also think that some people are genuinely good paranormal investigators. So you're looking at me like, oh my God, she's a freak. No, not at all, not at all. I'm just surprised because like you say, we've never mm, had this conversation. No. So which one's which one's Mulder and which one's Scully? Uh, in what way? Believing versus being not believing. Uh, Mulder believed. 
Mulder Blee. Scully was the scientist. So you're Mulder and I'm Scully. Yeah, effectively. pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, excellent. I'll take um, that. Yeah, um, but I think, but saying that, I don't know if they were legit or whether a lot of what they did, you know, was a show. Um, I don't know. But there's some interesting, interesting bits about their life because, um, as we were talking about before, I did watch the documentary on their life, um, which was called The Devil's Road. Yeah. And which actually only came out last year, I think. It was not, it's not been out for, for many years. Um, and it was quite interesting because it was just kind of telling the story about the two of them a bit from a kind of, um, sort of a, th- you know, someone who sort of didn't really know them, just kind of detailing their lives. So where they met and some of the houses that they went to and apparently, you know, did perform seances or paranormal investigations and wasn't really saying whether it believed in them or not, just kind of detailing what they did and also where the Conjuring um, universe got some of these, got some of its inspiration from. But it is interesting, and I'm going to refer to my notes now because I'm Ooh, so hello. professional. <laughs> so, what was also quite interesting as well was that mm. they were kind of the only people in the game back in the time when they started. It wasn't like there was loads of paranormal investigators around. It wasn't really a thing. So they kind of, I'm not. I wouldn't want to say they started all this because I know there's people that have kind of been doing. They've been like Victorian ghost yeah, investigators, exactly, and, and people uh, clairvoyants and stuff. But in terms of what <clears> they were doing, pairing up and going around houses, and you know, helping people with getting rid of ghosts or investigating demons and ghosts, they were kind of the first people to sort of do that and get famous through that and appear on television and in the media and stuff like that. So quite interesting anyway. Um, Probably in the TV age, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think there must have been like Harry Price, I think was a Victorian one. Yes. That's a Um, good point actually. Because supernaturalism and seances and stuff like that and hauntings, the Victorians were very big on that. Oh, but that would have been, yeah. Like, like I said, the pre-TV era. Yeah. You know, when you kind of see your, the shows that are on now on, you know, usually on like Channel 5 or... Yeah. You know, Most Haunted. Most Haunted. It, I think it was almost like the first of those, if you want to say it. Um, but they, one, the one actually that they started off with, um, which was something called the Lindley Street Poltergeist. That was a really interesting one. Less so about, because of what they did. They were called there. They didn't seem to do a lot, to be honest. I don't think they could really help. But what was really interesting about that was, basically, there was what everyone was kind of describing as a poltergeist. So this family were absolutely terrified. All these things were happening, sort of TVs, you know, falling over, things flying around the room, just, you know, scary things happening all over the shop. And they thought it was somehow connected to one of the children. Eventually, it, everyone was kind of told that this was a hoax, just, you know, forget it. Um, and uh, the Warrens did go and kind of investigate, but then they were kind of told to go away and it was all shut down. How did they shut it down? Well, they shut basically down just said, we're not talking about this anymore. This was a hoax. Oh, That's okay. That's she the shut end. down, shut the, down the, in, media in the media circus. Side. Yeah, yeah. But interestingly, uh, a hell of a lot of police officers, firefighters, neighbours, like kind of, those sorts of people have basically been on record saying this is absolutely bizarre. Like everyone was terrified. We saw these things flying around the room. We saw all these weird things happening and no one's ever been able to explain what the hell went on. So that was really interesting. Less so about because of what the Warrens did, but about the fact that all these people reported this poltergeist or unusual activity and were terrified, but it was all hushed up. And told, and just, you know, everyone said, well, that's a, uh, sorry, the police commissioner or whoever it was said that's a hoax. So that was quite interesting. Um, that wasn't really, um, you know, like I say, so much about Ed and Lorraine because they briefly there, but then they left. But then there was one, the one I think they visited after that, um, was what was known as the Conjuring House, where I think they started Ooh. to get some ideas from. Um, which was about a woman, they, they went to visit a woman who was possessed um, and were going to do, you know, try and see if they could get her exercised. 
But interestingly... So, sorry, was it called The Conjuring House before the franchise? Yeah, I think that's what that's that was. That's probably what, where they got it from. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it was referred to as. So, but again, they were kicked out. They were kicked out of that house. And, by? Um, I think... A demon. No, like by the people who live there or the police or, uh, like, they were just told, like, go away, basically. <laughs> In fact, I think that one they were kicked out by the relatives. Um, so, again, although that was connected to them, they didn't really do anything. Yes. So, so I sort of feel like so far they haven't really covered themselves in glory. No. So, Amityville, another very famous yes, one. Yes, they were famously involved yeah, with that. Yeah, famously involved with that. And I think that was when they started to pick up in terms of getting a bit famous. That was the one that sort of made them um, career-wise. So hasn't Amityville now been exposed pretty comprehensively as a hoax? I think it's debated. Um, there are there's quite a famous picture of um, a ghost on the stairs, ghost of like a I think it's like a young boy, um, and people don't really can't really explain that. But yeah, I think it, if it wasn't a hoax, I think a lot of it was kind of exaggerated. Is what is kind of. Um, pretty widely accepted now i think but um again they went in but they never did an exorcism or anything because i think they just i don't know didn't really know what to do yeah, <laughs> so they yeah. left so there's quite a lot of these sorry I won't, you know i won't go through all of them but there's quite a basically lot of they turned cases. up yeah. and got asked to leave because they weren't really adding value no and, <laughs> but i think all of these kind of got um from all of these cases, The Conjuring got a few ideas and then obviously kind of went to town with making them bigger and better and scarier and with involving the Warrens more. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the, actually the Arnie Johnson case was a real case. So that is the one that The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, is about. It is, yeah. Um, so that one we can definitely talk a bit about. Do you want to tell the guys at home Yeah. So who Arnie was? So Arnie, Arnie Johnson, um, was the boyfriend um, of a girl whose younger brother um, was apparently possessed by a demon. So the Warrens went... So in the in the Conjuring film... Um, are we allowed to talk about this yet? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, let's have a jingle. Okay. And then, guys, it's spoiler town. It's spoiler city. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it yet... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, that, we're, we're ruthless now. We are ruthless. We're ruthless. Absolutely ruthless. Yeah, we'll still have the jingle. Let's yeah. have a jingle. So, yeah, in, in, the, in the Conjuring film, The Devil Made Me Do It, Arnie Johnson is going out with this girl whose family, the youngest son of the family, is possessed by what they think is a demon. Yeah. So the Warrens go round and they exercise, or they try and exercise this demon. And it's literally, isn't it? It's madness. There's things flying all over the shop. There's big scratches going down the wall. It's yeah. very, uh, what you would expect from a horror film of a possession And scene. you know what? I will say, for The Conjuring 3, mm. well executed. Yeah, You know, it was well quite done. a classic, classic exorcism scene. But it was just done really intensely maybe it's because we've got out of the habit of sitting in a cinema hearing the loud cinema yeah. surround sound yeah, but yeah true, it was really actually. good really it was good. really well done um and so people are flying around all over the place um this boy is kind of like his body's contorting and stuff isn't it and he's um kind of levitating all, all, sorts, all sorts of things are happening um and then actually ed starts to have a heart attack the possessed boy says to him, I'll stop your heart. Yes, that's it. And he does, you he know, does follows through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a blagger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then anyway, Arnie, Arnie Johnson, the, um, this is his boyfriend, uh, grabs the boy because he's um, part of this exorcism as well and says, take me or something along those lines, leave him alone, take me. And then we sort of see something happen, don't we? Like something sort of, it's like his eyes go dark or something. You basically know that something's happened. Yeah. And yeah. we think the demon has probably possessed him. And you know what? I thought that was definitely a bit of artistic license to mm. make, to create some more drama for the story. Yeah. But apparently, you know, at the exorcism, Arnie did say that. Um, yeah. And there's a little bit of audio footage at the end of the film where you hear him saying it. Mm. So that is it's that quite is from true. the. 
it's pretty true to life, actually, that story. So in the film and in real life, Arnie then goes on um, to kill him and his girlfriend's landlord. And I think they also work for him as well, don't they? Yeah, the uh, dog grooming, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and then they basically say, the devil made me do it. He kind of, you know, doesn't really remember anything afterwards. And that is the defence. And then the Warrens go on to kind of gather evidence and put forward a case. They're very keen to make a defence based on demonic possession. Yes. So interestingly, in the real case, this did happen, but no evidence on demonic possession was allowed. Yeah, so basically... Mm. So what they do at the end of the film is quite clever, because obviously Arnie went to prison in real life, but he was released after five years. Now, in real life, he was released after five years because he was in on manslaughter because mm. it wasn't premeditated, and he got out early on good behaviour. So what the film does is it shows him sort of standing up, getting ready to hear his verdict, and then it cuts to like a text afterward saying um, he was in jail for five years, he married his girlfriend and they're still married to this day, although apparently he, the wife died between them making the film and it coming out, I guess, because they're old now. Yeah. And and that, just that juxtaposition... Mm of everything you've seen and him standing up to hear the verdict and then cutting to, he was in five years. It's like a, an upbeat ending. He wasn't in prison that long and then he got married and they spent the rest of their lives together, Yeah, which sort of matches the young love aspect of the film. Yeah. But like you said, and that makes you think, oh my God, you know, the demonic possession thing worked. Mm. They let him off easily because he's possessed by a demon. But like you say, in real life, the judge was just like, no, we're not having a defense of demonic possession. I won't let the jury consider that. Yeah. So they changed tack. What you see in The Conjuring 3, the film, is um, the landlord is just harmlessly, drunkenly goofing around um, with Arnie's fiance. Was she his fiance? I don't think he'd propose. He'd not propose, yeah. No, his, his um, sweetheart. <laughs> um, but because Arnie's vision is distorted, he thinks he's assaulting her. And then he thinks the guy is a demon. I think um, in real life, the landlord did drunkenly grab. You know, he was being belligerent yeah. and he did and grab he her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Arnie, Arnie st- stabbed him. Yeah. So he got done on manslaughter and he got out after five years on good behaviour. He did not get any kind of spe- special dispensation for being possessed by a demon. But the film kind of creates the impression that maybe he did. Interestingly, though... The Warrens did go on to win a case of a woman um, who was sued for not paying rent because she didn't want to stay in a haunted house. And the Warrens gathered gathered evidence and the woman won that case. So there was a bit of, like, the Arnie Johnson stuff wasn't, uh, yeah. I would have liked to see that film. I know, right? I was, And also, in the, the documentary, that was a really, like, small afterthought. They kind of just mentioned that and I was like, oh... That would have been quite interesting to know more about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see where the films have grabbed a fair few bits of truth, actually. There's quite a lot very loosely based, yes, but based on the real life of the Warrens. They've just obviously, you know, gone extra yeah. with all the, the exorcisms and the demons and the ghosts and things. But that was that was interesting. So uh, you're fifty yeah. fifty on whether the Ed Warren yeah. Ed Warren and Lorraine Warren were real Mm. I do not think they were real I think they were having a laugh (laughs) I mean they're probably having a laugh whatever um, I'd quite like to look more into the tapes and things that they because there's recordings of things they did and tapes and stuff and yeah maybe um Maybe we'll do a bit of. I'll do a bit more research, and we'll do a bit of a follow up. Yeah, point. well, I'm glad you believe in ghosts because maybe we could talk about that more. Yeah, more in future. Maybe we can. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I will. Wait, which one am I again? Who's the woman? You're Scully. Scully. Yeah. yeah. I'll be all like, no, no evidence, and I'll be like, the truth is out there. Yeah, yeah. Scully, what, come what, on. What was her slogan? Don't think she had one. No. <laughs> <laughs> it probably wasn't, oh, evidence, <laughs> evidence. Evidence, evidence. Does somebody think about the evidence? Um, so, yeah, there's a lot more I could say about um, the Warren documentary. Um, but, yeah, I would say 
yeah, if you can, give it a watch. Um, the Devil's Road, just quite interesting if you're interested in the Conjuring universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might give it a watch as well. Yeah. Um, just so I can scoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I can't stress enough. So although I have mixed feelings about the sort of uh, lionization mm. of the Warrens, it's a fun franchise. It's a fun franchise. It's a bit it's goofy, great. but yeah. I enjoy the film. So I'm never going to give Same. one five stars. And actually, I preferred this to The Conjuring 2. Now, that was the I've got one, one in my head. That's the problem. Which one? That was the one set in the UK. Yeah. The no, Poltergeist I'm... in the UK. Yeah. Was that um, based on the... Oh... Enfield Haunting. The Enfield Haunting, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Sky did a TV mini drama of. They as well. did, and I saw that. Actually. Yeah, was that good? good. I've yeah, got it on my good. watch list. Yeah, last, didn't it? yeah. I enjoyed it. It was interesting. Um, I think I preferred this one actually. Um, I would have to rewatch the first one to decide where it stacks up against the first mm-hmm. one. But what I liked about this one, so to me, the second one felt like the franchise could easily become formulaic. I think when they brought out the second one, they were really excited by the idea of the Conjuring universe. So they just threw in, like, random things like the Crooked Man. Yeah, Who who was quite an arbitrary addition. (laughs) Because I think they thought he was going to get a film. I think The Nun was in the second one as well. Yes, I think you're right. But then, of course, The Nun had her own show as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think they thought the Crooked Man was going to get his own show. So I was I was almost expecting more of the same. But actually, The Conjuring 3 does some things that we've not seen before in The Conjuring Universe, insofar as it introduces a human antagonist, which for me was a bit of a departure. So the main antagonist isn't the ghost. It's a Satanist whose yeah. location is unknown, who is conjuring curses on people. So that's why people are getting possessed, is because... Um, Sorry, I had to swallow. I was going to say, of course. Yeah, I forgot about that. Of course. Um, and, and actually, that, to me, made it feel a bit fresh for a Conjuring film. Yeah, that it wasn't just a ghost, a demon. That's usually what they're dealing with, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. That was a really nice little sort of extra element. Yeah, because the film could have very easily been them working out what the demon was called and then banishing it. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was more about trying to work out who the hell is this Satanist and why why is she putting curses on people so they get possessed and kill people. Yeah. What what she why why is she doing what she's doing? Where is she? And yeah, it was a, that was a really interesting element. And um yeah, I felt that it was it was a good little story actually. Quite sort of a bit twisty turny. You weren't really sure how she was connected to anything, if indeed she was. Yeah. I thought they didn't flesh out too well why she was putting these curses yeah, on people. Yeah, agreed. That I think was the, the, I would have wanted a bit more on that. There's a bit of a hand wavy. It was, she was just sacrificing souls. Willy-nilly. Yeah. <laughs> for no reason. I would have li- I would have liked there to be some rationale for why she picked the people she picked. Yeah, and also... <sighs> Yeah, what what was she doing it for? I think just to curry favour with the dark with side. The dark side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, I think we ch- chatted about this after we watched it, but it was also like, in, so in the end, she's taken by the devil, presumably. Yeah. Um, because he needs a soul. But and she'd promised him one and couldn't supply it. Couldn't supply it, but she'd given him quite a few. So I was yeah. thinking, well, she'd done a bit. Yeah, right? I thought yeah. her credit was good. Yeah. <laughs> and also maybe it's like mortgages though if you stop paying your mortgage you can't say yeah but I've given you quite a few mortgage payments that's a good point yeah maybe every time you need to be providing yeah, something yeah. but I also thought okay the devil's taken you now where were you hoping to go yeah do you know what I mean yeah I suppose that was yeah <laughs> It's like, you're not going to go to heaven, are you? Because you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Because you're all in with the devil. So don't you want to go to hell? Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah, I, I feel like the mythology of the Satanist woman wasn't very fleshed out. So it turns out she is the daughter of an ex-priest who they consult for help at the start. That's like the big twist. And he's very um, into, like the Warrens, he is very into exorcism, demonology, yeah, yeah. and he has all these old texts. 
and um, yeah, basically his daughter got obsessed with all his occult accoutrement mm, that nice he'd word. collected. Thank you. I hope <laughs> it means what I think it means. Um, <laughs> that he'd collected during his career, but instead of being interested in them from a point of view of know your enemy, she just became interested in them mm. for their own sake. You know, like grimoires lying around the house. Yeah. Ooh, talking of grimoires, um, I read something interesting about the Warrens. You know, in the films, they have that sort of mini museum at their house where yeah. at the end of each case, they deposit like a, a cursed artifact mm. in there. Um, so that that is real. Mm. They, they had a museum at their own house. And he gave this, I think it was a sceptical podcaster, a tour of his house. And he showed in the museum, but apparently it was... It was stuff like the source book for the Dungeons and Dragons role play game, <laughs> and like the guy, the, the, I, I get the impression the guy who's seen the real museum wasn't that impressed with the contents of it. Right. Um, so it's just when I said grimoire, it made me think of that. But mm. yeah, so his daughter has become a Satanist. So her backstory is fleshed out in that regard, but there isn't enough. What is the logic of what she's doing? We know that she puts a curse on Ed Warren. Because he's opposing her. But the other people she's cursed, is she literally just picking random people to give souls souls. to the devil? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even sure how she's selecting them. I think um, it's just opportunistic. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, a bit more backstory would have been good. Uh, But it was still a good story. Um, And like you sort of said, executed very well. Yeah, it kept um, me entertained. So it had some good scenes, had some good scares. Although we one thing I did we talk about this? So I got into horror because I'm I used to be really scared of horror films, but I liked that. Mm. You know, if I felt the tension building to a scare, I'd be watching through my fingers. I've watched so many horror films over the last year or two. I think I'm a bit immune to it now. So I I was thinking that's a well-executed scare. I think that's cool, but I wasn't actually scared. I didn't feel scared either, I have to say. But then I think if I'd been watching it maybe in the house on my own, maybe I would have been. Yeah, maybe. It's hard to say. (sighs) Maybe. Some of the people in the cinema screamed quite a lot. Yeah. Well, there was, a, there was teenagers mostly. That's the problem we go to see a horror film at the cinema, especially a mass market appeal horror yeah. film like The Conjuring 3. But I think, yeah, generally, good film. Um, the acting was great. Special effects were great. Good story. Some good twists and, you know, good jumps and things. Yeah, I mean, a solid Conjuring film. What was your favourite bit? Hmm... I quite like the bit at the end when they were all battling it out under the tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. They I found like, the Satan this secret lair. Yeah, I like that bit when they're all and you don't know what's gonna happen and Ed's going mad and She was quite a cool villain. I loved that bit where um Lorraine was sort of screaming and running to Ed like, Help me, help me mm. and just as she's running towards him she passes through a shadow and turns into the antagonist. Yeah. Who just then blows some Blitz. dust in his face. That was face. cool, yeah. That was cool. I thought she was a really good villain, actually. I really liked her. She was. I hope she comes back as a ghost ah, for a future Conjuring film. Yeah, that would be good. And I think the characters of Ed and Lorraine are good. You know, he's the demonologist. He's, like, studied all about this, and she's got the natural ability. I mean, she seems to be insane, an insanely good clairvoyant, but... To the point where there would be no <laughs> doubt that she is a clairvoyant. No. Um, to the point where she knows where all the bodies are. Yeah, you know, Like, yeah. she'd be with the police daily, wouldn't she? Like, yeah, there's yeah. one over there. There's one yeah, over there. Yeah. She, um... I, I, I do find it a bit annoying how saintly they are, like, when I yeah. said before. Especially because I feel that in real life they were just... Is charlatans too strong? You see, you never, I never know, even though I think it's fake, I never know how much of it is self-delusion well, there is versus that as well. just cynical, fame-grabbing. Yeah, and also, especially as being, if you're a demonologist or paranormal investigator, all you're actually doing is going somewhere and investigating. Yeah. So you're not really kidding anyone on. But, yeah, how, how good of a clairvoyant she was, I very much doubt, even if she had some ability there, that she was anything like the Lorraine in the film, who just seemed like a superhero. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, you say they're not having anyone on, but they would turn up at places and say, yeah, well, this is actually a demonic oh, yeah. possession. 
But again, do they think that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a difficult one, and we'll probably never know. You know, uh, one thing we did forget, which I just remembered. Go on. If you're being chased by a ghost, switch the bloody light on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a bit annoying, the amount of people. Because if, if I was in a house or alone or... You know, even if something not supernatural, just something rattled me a bit. bit. weird, a bit scary, yeah, yeah. if I was walking around in the dark, I'd be like, right, I want to turn the lights on. Yeah. So many people, like, pottering around needlessly in the gloom, despite yeah. the fact that they're doing battle with the supernatural. And in houses where they definitely had lights. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, not, yeah. we're not even talking about the tunnels or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. just in their homes. Switch the flipping light on. It's like, I, yeah. Even yeah. if I'm a bit freaked out and I think, like... Oh, I don't know, because sometimes the cat will bring in mice, and I think, oh, have I seen a mouse? Switch the light on to Jack. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're talking about a demon here. Put the light on. I didn't know you had a cat. Did you not? No. I thought you'd met my cat. God, we're learning everything about oh. each other tonight. Um, Big shout out to Lila. Lila the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of leaving lights off in a situation where, just turn the light just on. Turn yeah. on. Yeah. That made me laugh because I was like, "Yeah, that's because I've been thinking that the whole way through." Just it's just madness. There, there were some silly plot moments. Um, oh, do you know what else I liked that mm. was different, a bit fresh for a conjuring film? Mm. Zombies. Where were the zombies? When they went to the morgue, oh, so they yes! decided. So Lorraine, the psychic, mm. she's going to go and sort of hold hands with one of the victims of the previous court uh, curses. So they can try and form a connection to the Satanist who's doing the curses. So she's holding hands with this body that's been in the water <laughs> for ages. And she manages to make a connection to the Satanist woman. But because, I guess because she's a powerful Satanist, the connection goes both ways. And she can see Lorraine. And she has a brief conversation with her. She says, how are you doing this? Um, but then she uses that channel to reanimate all the bodies in the morgue um, to cause a threat. And again, like zombies, we've not seen that in a Conjuring film before. So again, that made it feel a bit fresh. Was it, was it just the one, that big big guy? I think they were all sort of waking up, but uh, the big guy then attacked. And then he attacked yeah. later on as well, didn't he? No. No? So Ed thought he was attacking him oh. and went to defend himself and nearly stabbed Lorraine. Yes, sorry, you Because right. the Satanist yeah. woman had clouded his uh, perception. His perception, yeah. yeah. So that's how the curse works. Again, this is just completely arbitrary. I don't know why a curse would work like this. You put the curse on someone, they go mad and kill someone thinking it's a monster, mm. and then racked with guilt, they kill themselves. So it's some kind of soul two for one bargain yeah you get two souls nice. it's good bog off l- deal that yeah <laughs> little bit hokey plot wise but yeah fun entertaining yeah, I'd recommend it it's a fun film to watch with friends actually you know but when um, Lorraine so this was actually what I was going to highlight as a silly plot point when Lorraine makes the connection she can hear water and she can hear a muffled train. So they use that as a starting point to try and work out where the Satanist lair is. And um, because Lorraine's had this sort of sneak peek at the inside of the the um lair. She knows she can hear a train from there and she can hear water. So they're like looking at a map and Ed's going, Okay, how many how many train tracks are there in the area? Um, how many of them are near water? Only three. And then someone like their helper or whoever he is. Oh, is that he's, their son? He's the, no, he's an assistant. He, yeah. he chips in with, well, it can't be these two because the trains don't run that I late. Know, we, we were, were like, just like, how would you know? Yeah. How would you know? Not like he could Google it, was it? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have that kind of local information. I certainly don't. Um, yeah, so I think in the real story, Lorraine and Ed at some point set up these ghost schools. So they got quite a lot of helpers over the years. So I think he is based on one of their team that they had oh, at one really? point. I think so, yeah, Were they yeah. charging money for the ghost school? Oh, probably, yeah. Well, I think they were charging <laughs> money. Although I've often thought I would love 
even though I don't believe in ghosts, to be a qualified paranormal investigator. Yeah, I'd quite like that. Should we have that as our next gig? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do you reckon we can get an actual qualification? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, where can you study to be a paranormal? Maybe we we'll have to look at, look I, into it. I'm not saying it has to be official enough to be worth UCAS points, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but just somebody to give yeah. us a certificate that says, "Yeah, you are a paranormal investigator." Yeah. And we could just go and give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'd probably get cursed, wouldn't we? Knowing our luck. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, but I know it's quite. It would be quite kind of quite fun and interesting. Yeah, I'm up for it. Well, cer- certainly, if it was like Ed and Lorraine's antics as shown in the film, yeah, I'd be up for it. But I tell you what, I'd turn the lights on. I'd definitely turn the lights on, and I'm, I'm not sure my clairvoyancy is up to much, to be honest. But you know, I'd give it a go, <laughs> give it a whirl. <laughs> uh, what would you give it stars out of five? I'm going with a four. I really enjoyed it. It was a good film. It was fun. I think for me it scraped a four. Okay. It's not like one of those fours where I'm thinking, should it be four and a half? Yeah, yeah. But I think I think three and a half would be a bit tight. Should we um, tomatometer? Or did we know? Did you know? No, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, let's oh, do... Let's, let's do okay. look at Rotten Tomatoes. Before I look... Um, oh, I'm hiccuping. What are you going for? Um, 72. I'm going to go for 83. So according to Rotten Tomatoes, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Mm -hmm. Hang on. Uh, Oh, Tomatometer rating is... Fifty-seven. Oh, really? Whoa! I thought it was going high. The audience score was higher, though. Yeah, yeah. Audience score was eighty-four, which is a big difference. Let's uh, let's stick a bit deeper, hand. What yeah. did the rest of the Conjuring films get? Okay, so let's see the Conjuring. Sorry, I'm not the quickest on this. Um, Conjuring two. Sure, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember yeah, the Conjuring one that well. The Conjuring one was when they went to the house and there was that like witch that lived in the house. I know they went into the basement. Yeah. And there was, to do with, was there a tree? Yeah, she hung on herself on the tree. Oh, yeah. She was like a witch that then made all these other people kill their kids and do stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. That got 86%. It's a pretty good horror film. Yeah. Okay, Conjuring 2. Conjuring 2. I'm just going to get comfy. Yeah. Sorry, right, my phone's real slow. What I usually do with these is I edit out the silences, but I leave a little bit of you talking to yourself when you try to find it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I like that. that. I like okay. that. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 80%. So three has got quite, it's dropped quite a bit. Interesting. I think I liked three quite a lot more than two. So what do you think of their other big supernatural horror franchise? So Blumhouse also do the Insidious films. Oh, yeah. What do you prefer, The Conjuring or the Insidious franchise? Conjuring, definitely. The Ins- Insidious is all right. I just find it's too much of someone creeping around, looking around a door, you know, looking over the bed sheets and never quite sure where anything is. I feel like there's a bit too much of <laughs> That's not a great explanation. And I must say, I've only seen Insidious 1 or... Actually, I've seen all four of them. Have you? Yeah, and I thought 4 wasn't as good, but I enjoyed the whole franchise. And actually, I think I prefer the Insidious films to the Conjuring films, because I don't have to deal with that. Like, Lynn Shea is a wonderful character in those films. Mm -hmm. And to my knowledge, she's not based on anyone real. So I don't have that distracting thought popping up. Of how much yeah, is yeah. truth and yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I watched it ages ago, um, so maybe I need to yeah watch it again and watch some of the others. But I, if you just yeah, I prefer the Conjuring universe. I think I just quite like. I I think maybe maybe I'm like the opposite actually. I like the true life thing behind it and finding out about that and you know the fact that Annabelle the dolls is you know based in some truth and yeah yeah. I believe you're going to do a quiz for me, Hannah. So, what we thought we'd do today, guys, is... So, basically, let's give you a bit of context. We were having a chat the other day, and I said um, to Alice, I I am possibly one of the worst artists 
of the world. <laughs> I don't believe and that because I remember you, you once drew a picture it. of me. Did I? I kept it for years, actually. I don't know where oh, it's gone. It was lovely. Yeah. Um, but it was a bit weird, like you put a flower on my head or something. <laughs> well, you know, I like to be, be a bit abstract. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, in fact, so much so, at school once, I drew this picture of my mum because we all had to do a portrait. I drew this picture of my mum and I took ages over it and I'd done it. And I handed it into my art teacher and she said, um, you know, this is really good. I love how you kind of... Um, yeah, you've... Oh, God, what was it she said? Basically, she thought that I was trying to draw... Um, God, literally, it's literally gone for me. Like Picasso. Like Picasso, thank <laughs> you. Because I couldn't think of his name. <coughs> she basically was like, you know, it's really it's really interesting that you've used the style of Picasso and, you know, you've tried to do all this. Literally just tried to really, really do a great representation of how my mum actually looked. And it, yeah, it didn't oh, go very well. But yeah. I, I do apologise, by the way, for coughing and spluttering. <laughs> but don't worry, I apologise for starting a story that then I really couldn't remember. <laughs> so so, something, so went, yeah. something went down the wrong way. I got a tickle in my throat. So I was here desperately gobbing a load of Pepsi Max. <laughs> <coughs> oh, dear. So anyway, yeah, art teacher um, was really impressed with me, but for all the wrong reasons, because yeah. I was not trying to be Picasso. But hey, I took it anyway, so. Nice. Oh, all was well. Um, so, yeah, what we thought we'd do tonight is I am going to draw pictures of six horror films, um, or I say six horror films, something which I think Ellis will be able to guess what what the horror film is from my drawing. So, you know, um, let's give an example. If we were going to do Scream, we might do Scary Ghost Face. Yeah. And then you'd be like, that's Scary Ghost Face, that's Scream. Um, and see how many you can get. And am I going to be timed? Did we decide whether I'd be timed? Or just do six? Let's just do six. six. Okay. So, I'm just going to think... the people at home might be wondering how this is going to translate to the audio oh, medium. Oh, yeah, sure. So, what we're going to do, we're just going to try it, and we will upload the pictures on the Twitter. So, you'll want to check out the Twitter as well. We are... What's our Twitter account, Hab? Uh... Something <laughs> at midweek. I think yeah. it's horror midweek. Yeah, let's check yeah, it. Yeah, let's check it. Uh, yeah, get our social media manager on the phone, Han. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got it. Thanks. Yeah, no, you go back to your work. That's fine. <laughs> That's such an up-to-date name. Um, <laughs> at Colin. <laughs> What's his surname? Um, Caterpillar. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> other caterpillar cakes are available <laughs> uh it is at horror midweek at horror midweek it always throws me because you get your handle and then it says a different thing above yeah, it yeah yeah you know what i mean every time it gets me okay. <laughs> so uh, what we'll do is we'll put them on the twitter and also i will describe them yeah and if this fig if this not figment. If this segment, <laughs> if this segment doesn't translate well to audio, next time we'll try something else. Right. Okay. We're gonna start with some easy ones. Okay. <laughs> I hope that pen is audible <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> right. What are we doing here? Right. Ooh, that looks like Dracula. Yeah. Oh my god. So oh. Good. So what yeah. Hannah's basically drawn. <laughs> is oh, an oval, yes. and she started drawing the famous Widow Peaks hairdo on it. <laughs> Maybe I am a good artist. I just never know. I hear about it. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I did... I, uh, yeah, I was just realising we're going to draw on all the paper. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Well... Yeah, we're, we're using through. a Sharpie no, here. But yeah, okay. And it's going through... It's going through the paper. Okay. Okay. So, so one out of one. one I'm doing yeah, very well brilliant. there. Right, next one. <laughs> Ooh. Saw. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, Hannah has, Hannah has drawn a picture of a saw. But, well, I mean, kind of a half saw. I think we should leave them as they were completed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, okay. Uh, what was my next one? I'm trying to think of, in order of how difficult I, they would be. Okay. Okay, so hopefully the difficult ones will generate more audio interest. <laughs> 
happened? Because at the minute it's a brief pause and then me naming the film. <laughs> okay, right. Next one. <laughs> right, that is, that looks like a black hat, mm-hmm. a wide brimmed hat. And now we're drawing the face. <laughs> Not getting many clues from the face. <laughs> Uh, okay. Now, who wears a wide-brimmed hat in horror? <laughs> he do- he doesn't look happy. Oh wait, hang on, it's Freddy Krueger. So now you're there on Elm Street. So- it looks a bit like a Mexican, person, <laughs> a Mexican person crying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love the attempt to indicate the um, the burns on his face, you're very which good, just though. look like tears. Because I hadn't even got to like the stripes or the hands. So. <laughs> He looks really unhappy, though, which I don't associate with Freddie. Well, Krueger. I was trying to make him go really like, nice. sorry, everyone, you can't see this, but like, you know. Freddie. <laughs> 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 okay, next one. Again, this one okay, we've be- got three more. Okay, ready? Yep. A circle. <laughs> okay. That's Hellraiser. <laughs> so, um, I think I think Hannah has done herself an injustice in she's uh, not very good at art because what uh, she's basically done there is drawn a very recognisable pinhead. Thanks. Yeah, I'm quite chuffed with that one. Uh, no, what are my other two? Oh yeah, okay, right. Although maybe these are too easy. Maybe next week we'll just I'll just do something really random and crank it up. Slightly <laughs> <laughs> easy. Well, ob- obviously, based on this, the segment will return next week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time, though, we do need to record these, and then people can, you know, see them as they unfold. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, you know maybe I mean? do yeah. videos. Yeah. <laughs> Look forward to that, guys. <laughs> What that guy that paints clouds? Right. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, and I can't remember this one very well. But... Oh wow! <laughs> Is that Beetlejuice? No, that would have been a better one. Um. Okay. So Hannah's drawn... Oh, wait a second. So Hannah's drawn a smiling chappy with crazy hair. She's putting the stripes on his jumper. Yeah. It's Charles Flay. It is Charles Flay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Although when you... Guys guys at home, when you see the picture, you will see why I saw the hair and thought it was Beetlejuice. Yeah. He, it also looks a bit like a raggy doll, um, which I wasn't going for, but yeah. Right, okay. okay, last one. Last one. Okay. The Exorcist. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) You're too good at this. You are too. Basically, guys at home, Hannah started drawing a bed. He's too good. Right, I'm going to go... <laughs> next week, I'm going, oh, right outside the box. So there we go, everyone. This is art class for the insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys at home, what do you think? Do you like this new segment? Yeah. Do you want us to do it every week? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not every week. I don't think we should even do the film reviews anymore. I think we should just... <laughs> Change the whole concept, yeah. <laughs> art class. <laughs> So wow. Dracula, that widow's peak, that hairdo is iconic. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like the silhouette of Batman's ears. Yeah. So as soon true. as you started drawing um the widow's peak, I knew that was Dracula. Yeah. Saw that could have been ed- anything until yeah. you started doing the zigzag for the saw teeth. True. And you were kind of you were really committing to those, which <laughs> made me think they were significant. So yeah, I went for saw. Nightmare on Elm Street. I was literally just trying to think who is a, ho- a horror character who has a wide boomed hat. Mm. Um, yeah, you haven't even drawn the glove yet. 
No, I mean, literally, you were like, you've been on fire. It just, it the just exorcist, looks... for God's sake, that could have been anything. <laughs> <laughs> Hellraiser, there's only so yeah. many people in the world who have pins coming out of their heads. Well, I thought, I can't go too weird because you'll never get it. But now I'm thinking, I, I think we should do at least one more of these and I'm going to just be really, really hard. Okay, let's yeah. do it again next time. Next time, yeah. And you can really... Really go to town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, also, stuff. that's quite a cheap bed you've given for the exorcist. That looks like a, that looks like a camp bed, doesn't it? You could fold that up and put it away when your guests go home. I had a whole plan. I was going to do a little priest in the corner. <laughs> we can get anywhere with it. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. You can pin that to your fridge. Oh, I definitely will. And I'll get that on Twitter so everyone can see how much fun we had. Yeah. So there we go. You see, we're always exploring new ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I'm going to make something out of Play-Doh and, and you've got to guess what it is. Next week, we're bringing back the spoiler-free section. <laughs> <laughs> because at least the people at home could follow that. <laughs> it, it wasn't just the sound of a squeaky pen <laughs> followed by me saying the name of a horror film. <laughs> Which is quite eerie in itself. Uh, Maybe um, I should... I actually really enjoyed doing that. So did I. I mean, I loved it. Even if it's just for our own entertainment. Maybe I should just do one and put it on Twitter and then the people can guess. Yeah. I'm going a bit far with this art thing. No, no. I I loved it. I loved it. And, well, I'm out of puns, so we definitely need all the ideas we can get at the minute. Um... Become a bit. We've become a bit Noel's house party now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a heck of a reference. I wonder oh. how many people remember Noel's house party. You've got to be of a certain era, haven't you? Really? Yeah. If you're in your twenties now, you probably won't remember it. No. No. Because yeah, because I'm 36, and I was fairly young when that was on. So yeah. I'm 40 this month. Yeah, the big four O. <laughs> the big four O. Yeah. Um, so for our next film, we've had a request, Hannah. Yes, I heard so about this. Eloise would mm. like us to do Midsommar. Excellent. Yep, a film by Ariasta, who also did Hereditary, which we enjoyed. Yes, we did, yeah. Although we mocked it quite we a lot. We did mock it quite <laughs> a lot. I mean, we mocked it quite heavily, but we still enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So next time, we'll be doing... Do you know, can I just call it Midsummer? Yeah. I feel a bit self-conscious saying Midsummer. Don't worry, I think Midsummer's fine. Yeah. As long yeah. as people don't think we're doing Midsummer murders. <laughs> 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 they might get a bit excited thinking they're going to see Tom Barnaby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, good shout, Eloise. I had a, a quick look at it and it does look good. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for more Midweek Horror. Don't get scared now. <laughs> <laughs>